Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey, I'm super excited to have you on my show today, Haley. Everyone, this is Haley Madigan. She is a fitness health guru. She is based in England, so I feel that familiar accent. It's very warming to me. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to have you on the show and pick your brain about your story. We were already just chatting before recording now about how we were both on TV and how interesting that experience was. Um, So we can definitely touch on that, but I would just love to pick your brain about all things health, wellness, body positivity, confidence, loving yourself and the skin you're in, because that is just so important. And uh, you are a perfect role model for that. So welcome, Haley. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, my lovely. It's um, yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm very grateful to be able to chat to you and obviously hopefully empower some of your listeners and work together as team girls and, you know, preach female empowerment and talk about health and talk about what we need to be open about, like you said. So I want to know about your journey before we get into all the good stuff. Cause you know, have you always been this way, super confident in your skin, you know, showing parts that of your body that might not be typical, uh, flattering parts, I say in quotations, um, and really just, just being completely confident and open, or did you have to go through both extremes and how did that journey kind of look? So I was always confident as a child, like I was happy. I was quite small, quite lean. um, And I was like, asked my dad at like 14 years old, can I do some weights so you can make me muscly? Like, cause I was so skinny, but I got bullied for being skinny. And they would say in England, oh, you're such a twig. And I was like, well, you know, that is, that's bullying. Like I, that was a horrible word. And I always was called like shamed for being so small. So I was like, okay, I want to make myself bigger. So I was like, dad, can you show me some weights? And I started getting into bodybuilding and lifting and I'd always been confident, but it wasn't until I started competing um, as a bikini competitor in bodybuilding shows that I went so lean and I lost so much weight that I actually, for for three years, I began to have awful relationship with my body, an awful relationship with food, um, with exercise, and I picked my body apart all of the time because I was always working to be as lean as possible. I was always wanting more and I was always wanting to be better. And because I was from that bodybuilding background, I then was always overanalyzing my body And then I realized that actually I wasn't confident as anything. Like I wasn't as confident as I was when I actually weighed more. So being lean actually made me less confident. So it wasn't until after a couple of years that I kind of healed my relationship with food. I healed my relationship with myself that I realized that my body is happy at a point where I've got some fat on me. My body needs body fat. I didn't have my period for three years when I was lean because obviously low body fat, your body doesn't want to give you a cycle because you can't physically procreate because we need body fat as women. We need it. And a lot of women don't realize that it's unhealthy not to have a cycle. So I started talking about that on social media. And then I started opening up a bit more about the parts of my body that 
we're always going to be there. I'm always going to have cellulite. I'm always going to have stretch marks. I'm always going to have areas that I don't necessarily look liked, but now I love them because they're part of me. They make me healthy and they are what we should embrace. And they're not flaws. They should be shown as health because that having cellulite actually gave me a period. (laughs) So that actually made me, you know, 10 times healthier than I ever was when I was absolutely shredded and I was ridiculously lean. So now it's just 10 times healthier to be in a shape that is feminine. Like we have cellulite, we have body fat, and that shouldn't ever be portrayed as a bad thing. And I think once we're starting to open up and explain why we have cellulite and the science behind it and the reason behind it, people are like, oh, I can embrace it. And I don't have to train to, you know, look a certain way. I don't have to train and do cardio every single morning just because someone told me to. Like, the amount of times I spent on the treadmill and the stairmaster and the stepper just sweating for no apparent reason. It was just absolutely pointless. And I must have done my body so much damage that obviously it withdrew its cycle from me that I just put myself under so much stress. And now it's just a blessing to be able to be in my body, to be able to walk, to be able to move, to be able to feel happy in myself. And that comes from allowing myself food, allowing myself to exercise when I want, not when I have to. Allowing yourself that freedom and then enjoying the body you're in and and saying yes to stuff, saying yes because you feel good and feel happy. And when you accept your body, you will become a much happier person. Um, And yeah, it was just all about accepting my flaws and accepting that actually they're not flaws. They are part of me and they are part of my journey and part of my life. And they should be embraced and we should be taught to embrace them at a young age and not seen them as, you know, anything negative. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely incredible. And you're so right. Doing things that don't feel good, doing things out of hate towards your body is never going to bring you to a body you love. There's this saying, and it's like hating your body so much will never bring you love towards your body. And, you know, that's the same with me. Like intuitive eating has been an amazing thing for, for my health. And, and I know that I feel really good doing certain things. Like I stopped doing weights and stuff because a couple years ago I was doing that a lot more and I didn't like how I felt. I was always swollen and I just like was exhausted and I was starving all the time and it just didn't feel like, you know, it's something that was in line with me. Like I like now more, you know, like if I don't feel like working out one day, I won't. But these days I've really liked walking on the treadmill and listening to a podcast and I feel really good doing that. And, you know, eating a certain way for my body feels really good, but not doing things just because you're told that's the way to do it. There's so much bio-individuality out there. And um, that's the beautiful thing as well. And at the end of the day, just I think that self-realization that of your why, it's like, why are you doing this? Are you doing, like, are you working out to, to feel amazing, to, you know, feel strong and sexy and happy because the endorphins? Or are you doing it because you hate yourself, doing things out of love? And, you know, I know you feel this too, is complete game changer for sure. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Since I've learned to accept my body and to go with it, like train for it and not train against it and not train to change it. 
everything, the result, results still follow. Like you can still lose weight if you want to, if you're on a fat loss journey, that's absolutely fine. But if you do it in a way that you still embrace your body at the same time and understand that it still needs nutrients and it still needs fuel and have a rest day when you want to have a rest day, listen to your body because it's there telling you something and you need to understand that it's okay to take a rest day when you want to eat that, you know, cake when you want to. We need to understand that it's okay to understand that we have to incorporate listening to ourselves as well. And also mindset more than anything. Like I I always ignored mindset and mindfulness when I was bodybuilding because I was just like, nope, determined, just get on with it, food, training, sleep. And I just napped all the time because my body was exhausted. But now I concentrate more on mindfulness and mindset because like the mind is just as important. And when people yeah. realize that, you know, being grateful for things, practicing meditation or yoga, or just as simple as going for a walk with a podcast, like that's my favorite thing to do in the mornings is go for a walk. And that is so good for not just my body, but for my soul and for my mind. And I would have never done that years ago because I would have been like, no, I need to do cardio. And like, no, like this is still cardio because I'm moving. My body's moving and it's moving at a healthier way. Like I'm not damaging my knees and grinding the pavements and running every single day. I'm embracing my body and I'm embracing my mind as well. I'm learning things. And I think it's important for people to understand that that's still movement and that's still part of a journey and that's still part of your health. And that is a very main big part of health, I think. Just, you know, moving and understanding that it's okay to not punish yourself with fitness and we shouldn't ever train for a calorie burn. And if you don't want to do weights, don't do weights. Like I, like everyone should do what they want to choose to do. Um, and we have also like new ways of training, like try something new, try a different style of training. And, um, I think it's, it's being adventurous with it, having the confidence to do it. And you will have the confidence to do different things when you embrace your body and when you're at one with it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so on point. I love what you said there about mindset because that's like what everything I preach is about, right? You know, it's so funny because the past year I've gone through weight loss. Like I have lost weight, but I have never had a better relationship with myself and food at the same time. And I never thought that was possible because it's like, it hasn't felt hard. And the reason being is because I healed all the inner wounds and the emotional addictions that I had to certain feelings inside. I did so much inner work where I didn't feel like I needed to binge eat out of hate towards myself. Just like I didn't feel like I needed to restrict out of hate towards myself, which ends up becoming a binge, you know? So, um, yeah, I love what you said there. It's so mental. And it, if, you know, if you want to heal your relationship with yourself, love yourself throughout the process while also becoming the happiest, most fit and just thriving version of yourself that's available. And I think so many people don't realize that. So I'm so glad that you said that because that's a big mission of mine, you know, just telling a lot of women, Oh, you know, like just love yourself right now and you can't lose weight sometimes that actually takes a lot of women it it takes a lot of women out of that um potential realization and they're like no they're too attached to losing weight thing so a lot from my experience as well you know going into it being like hey love yourself now but also don't like don't deprive yourself like do this the right way and you can love yourself now while also achieving a body that that you desire and just realizing that you know like 
but if you love yourself now, then you're going to be okay if you don't, you know, no one's perfect, yeah. right? We need exactly. to love ourselves during the journey as well exactly. because some girls, I mean, they stay in like a fat loss phase for months and months and months and they're miserable. Like that's part of your life. You need to love yourself during the journey. The journey is the big part. And then when you get to the end, like, oh, what do you do? Well, am I meant to love myself because I've lost weight? You probably still won't love yourself. So once you finally understand that accepting your body as it is, and you can still work on yourself. But like you said, working on that mindset is so vital from the outset. Like from the word go, focusing on that and then focusing on whatever you want to achieve. As long as you have that throughout the journey, then the end goal will be continuing that. And there's never an end goal really, is there? We're always trying to improve. We're always trying to grow we're always trying to progress and I think if we can master the mindset first like that's amazing because I have only just started to do that and if I did that years ago like it it's amazing what it can do and just opens up like a whole new world and a whole new part of life and I've always, even found like this through lockdown lockdowns actually helped me mentally because it's almost like I was stuck in my house and I had the chance to, you know, binge if I wanted to. Luckily, I hadn't been in that kind of binge restrict cycle for a few years, but it kind of led me back to thinking, oh my goodness, if I was back, my old mindset of thinking I must go to the gym twice a day, I must just eat this and, um, you know, 30 grams of oats or something stupid. Um, I would have been her, like my anxiety, my depression would have been through the roof. And I'm so grateful to now have this mindset to have gone through what everyone's gone through in lockdown and understand that actually it's taught me a lot. It's taught me that we can get through things like this and we can be our, we can be on our own and still, you know, have a good mindset to understand that, that we need to look forward to the future and we need to think about what we're grateful for. And I'm grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful just to go out for a walk. (laughs) Like it's crazy now because of what's gone, you know, with the coronavirus and everything that that the whole world has gone through or is still going through realistically. Um, We're just so, I'm just so grateful to be here and to, to go for a walk down the beach and sit by the sea. Like to be able to do that is amazing. Right. And I think I'm more, I, I'm so more grateful for that now because of everything that I've gone through with my body and then gone through with lockdown and I think when we can just take small parts of life and just understand that actually the appreciation of small things is just so beautiful that we need to be at one with ourselves and understand that we find other things like the beach and the sea and mountains beautiful but why do we not find ourselves beautiful why are we not finding our bodies beautiful because they're what takes us to those moments there this body is what we live in this body is what takes us to those mountains to those beaches to those sites in Barbados, <laughs> like Absolutely. everywhere. And we need to be at love in our home because this is our home, right? This is where we go. We go with our body wherever we may, you know, travel to. Um, mm. And I think that's so important. And once you can master that, it's just, yeah, it opens a whole new world. <laughs> Revolutionary, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Honestly, every, like love that. First of all, in quarantine, your mindset was automatically to spend this time working on yourself and really mastering the mindset thing. I did something similar. And um, I do also just want to say for people listening that haven't done that, you know, if they 
totally fell off the bandwagon, you know, went back to bad binge eating habits, didn't move, watched too much TV, felt like shit. You can still reinvent yourself now. Like there's still quarantine going on, you know, yeah. and, and it could be a lesson learned. Like I, the thing that had, has really helped me and I know you probably agree is not regretting and dwelling on the past so much because it's like, you're just reliving your past yeah. and that means you're going to keep creating that past, right? Yeah. To change, you need to start thinking and being different, right? So, you know, every single moment that passes, there's a perfect opportunity to change. And, you know, I hope that, you know, Haley's story inspires everyone right now because you have completely transformed your mindset in such incredible ways. I kind of want to go back to that transition really quickly. So what are your top mindset um, changing hacks and tricks for me. I've already told the audience meditation, journaling, morning routine. I want to know about yours, how you actually went from A to B from being, you know, hateful towards your body to loving it. So like just touching on what you mentioned just a second ago about, um, not dwelling on the past, I stopped ruminating. So that was a massive thing. I, I stopped overthinking, thinking of, I stopped thinking about things I couldn't control. So stop ruminating because that will never do you any good. Stop focusing on what you can't control and what you, you know, maybe have any negativity towards or, or people that don't support you. I found that as soon as I got rid of people that didn't support me or didn't believe in me or did or questioned me mm-hmm. and I got rid of them out of my life, I was like, oh, well, that's a blessing. Like, I don't like to be confrontational. I don't like to get rid of friends. Like, I'm, I don't like when people, you know, um, I don't like not to please people. Like, I'm a people pleaser. I want everyone to be happy all the time. But you can't do that. And once you accept that there's going to be people that are not going to like you and they're not going to support you and you try to be friends with them, but they don't want to be friends with you, like just yeah. pointless, just shh, just move away from them. So I shut out any unsupportive people because that was a major for me, especially because I went through such a weird phase with socializing. I found socializing really difficult when I was um, obviously really lean because you can't eat out, you can't do the things that you want to. And then you had anxiety around it if you did try. Um, so social bubble became a bit of a weird one. And then I kind of eventually started to eat out, but just with one or two people that supported me and understood that I had practically disordered eating because of the the shows that I was doing. Because of bodybuilding, it led me to an eating disorder. Um, and it was kind of something that I didn't really know that I had. And I just thought it was normal to, (laughs) to macro count every single little thing I ate and restrict everything and, you know, not enjoy many foods. Um, and yeah, so I, I started to learn about different foods going out in eating in restaurants that I would never normally do, but, but around people that would not, I wouldn't be embarrassed to ask, you know, um, how many calories are in this? Because I was still in that phase where I kind of had to have some control, but I wanted to let go of the complete total control because I, I, I mean, it took me a good year and a half. Like it wasn't, all I did was this, this, and this, and then it worked. It, <laughs> as much as I'd love to tell you all that, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that easy. And it was a slow controlled transi- transition of, of, of letting go of that control, letting go of the obsessiveness, the wanting everyone to like me, wanting everything to be perfect. And then understanding that it didn't need to be perfect. And like you said, a morning routine, 
literally is my life right now, especially during lockdown quarantine. I had, I film it as well. I always film my morning coffee on Instagram, my frothy coffee. I have a soya milk coffee, which is life. And if I run out of soya milk, I get very upset. Um, (laughs) And I then kind of just sit down, have a little breather, write three things that I'm I'm grateful for. And one of them is about my body. So one of them needs to be like, why am I grateful for my body today? So I, it could be, I'm grateful to be alive, to walk down the road, to go to the beach. Like I'm grateful for my body for breathing. I'm grateful for the strength it gives me. And I write that down. And then I try, if it's not raining, I try to go for a nice little walk along the beach. Um, Luckily we've had nice weather here, so it's been beautiful. But yeah, go for a little walk and then I start my day. And that sets me up in the best possible mood. And I know I'll have a good day from then. If I don't do that, I will just, I can, I can feel it. I can feel it in my body. It just doesn't want to, you know, like my mind doesn't enjoy the rest of the day and I switch off, I get snappy, I get moody. And I'm like, okay, it's because I didn't do my, my routine that my kind of mind has got so used to lately. And I need that routine and that's okay because there's still aspects of control there, but it's not to the point where, you know, all hell breaks loose if I don't go, but I just know it's good for me and I know it benefits me. And I feel like it's very important to do things that benefit you. And if you want to go for a walk, if you go for an evening walk, like do it because you know the benefit and you know how amazing you'll feel afterwards. And it's that feeling of like gratefulness and being positive and understanding that we need to look at the positive sides of sort of life because it's so easy to look at the negatives and it's so easy to get consumed by it, especially now um, that we need to like use our voice for something. We need to, you know, empower other women. We need to empower other people to lead a happier lifestyle. And if people are spending all day long kind of really obsessed with food or upset with how they look like I know how that feels and I would do my damn hardest to make them not feel like that because it's not a nice place to be it's very lonely you feel very stuck um and you don't feel like you've got anyone to talk to so I'll do my damn hardest I've got clients like that all the time to change their mindset and and it's so beautiful when it happens and it changes within just a week or so and they're like oh this is what it's like this is what it's like to eat out without any guilt this is what it's like to be human again and I mean all of these things like we are kind of taught self-taught at an adult life because as a kid and as a teenager I'd never look at food and think oh my god I can't eat that chocolate bar I'd just eat it because it was there like I would never obsess about certain calories I wouldn't even know what a calorie was until I went to uni like it's ridiculous um and then as as an adult, you're then shown all this media and you must diet. You As you're a woman, you have to diet, you have to look perfect and all of this. And it's just so much intense pressure, uh, pressure that we just think, hang about, if we take a step back, like why are we putting all this pressure on ourselves? We don't need to. We don't need to look a certain way. We don't need to be a certain person as long as we're you know grateful and kind to ourselves and loving our own bodies that should be the first step and then we can work on what we want to achieve in life. Yeah, 100%. So I'm curious, when you went through this transformation, when you see other people like your clients go through this transformation, you know, for me, when I did, it was like 
the biggest thing was my relationship with myself changed. I became more so my own best friend. And I had like that, that inner talk and that conscious thought, you know, those two voices kind of came together beautifully and supported each other instead of fighting. That was my best, I guess, uh, description of, of my change internally. Was that similar for you? Yeah, definitely. It's almost like it's a funny thought I have now when I just randomly grab a snack in the kitchen and I don't even think about weighing anything. I don't even think about tracking. I don't track my calories. I haven't done for about two years. I don't even think about guessing anymore because I know my body. I know what it wants. and I know what it thrives on. And to be able to literally go into the cupboard and just pick something and eat it without any anything in my head or any demon saying oh should you have that or I don't think you should eat the whole thing it's like mind-blowing because it I I don't I didn't realize how much it consumed my mind like for years and years and years like over five years my mind was completely consumed with thoughts around food that were negative all of the time like it, it's it's crazy and it's only been the last six months I would say that it's slowly kind of dispersing and now it's completely like just faded out and to have that nothing there and and then listen to your actual self you can hear your actual mind for once instead of like being in a fog of all this don't eat that that's too many calories that's chocolate blah 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 and you're like actually no like mindfulness mindful eating honoring my hunger listening to my body understanding what it wants and you will realize that you crave more fruit than anything you crave food that are vegetables you crave nice food because it's enjoyable for health and you can feel the difference like sometimes i'll crave you know any any type of food if i want chocolate i'll have chocolate but when we remove the restriction we don't binge and that's such a beautiful thing to be able to pick up something and then nothing is in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's oh so gosh. clear. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I make so many healthy recreations. Like I'll make like a lemon pound cake, but it's made with like paleo flour and like, you know, stevia to make it kind of healthier. Cause I actually like, I just feel better being yeah. healthy. Like it's an intuitive thing. Um, so, you know, just being able to, I guess, like get into the kitchen, like create an amazing relationship with food and like getting in there and, you know, being, you know, mindful of nutrients and just like feeding your body love. Like it, you, I think I honestly am so such a believer in energy. I really feel like the energy that you have while you're eating foods and cooking and preparing foods, like it actually affects your body. Honestly, it really yeah, does. Definitely. Yeah, you can feel it, can't you? You can feel the nutrients as well. Like after eating, say, like a homemade kind of snack, like um, today I had like homemade um, protein balls, mm-hmm. um, all natural, all beautiful ingredients. And they just feel like they give you life. Whereas sometimes you eat something and you're like, mm, I actually feel worse <laughs> for eating that. And you know the difference. And it and it's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's okay to have that, you know, that type of food when you want it. Don't ever restrict yourself. But understand that actually I feel 10 times better when I eat like this. So why don't I do that more often? Because my body wants that nutrients. My body wants those vitamins, those minerals. It's craving that food. So give it what it wants. And then understanding that, you know, you can have one. You don't have to count like however many that you should have as a portion. You can have a couple more. Like 
listen to your body. If you've been busy that day, you know, if you've been moving, if you've been training, eat more, like it's okay to understand that your body needs fuel to thrive and to have energy. And I think it's so important to be able to also a lot, a lot of clients and a lot of people that I always uh, get messages off, they say, can I eat the same amount on rest days? And I'm like, listen to your body. If your body is hungry, give it food. On the rest days, your body is recovering. Like those muscles that you've just torn during training need to recover. So you need the nutrients. And they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even think I was allowed protein. I'm like, why would you not be allowed protein on your rest day? Like protein is the most vital thing for resting to recover and rebuild and rebuild those cells. Like it's so important. Rejuvenate your immune system, your hair, your skin, your nails. Yet people think I'm not allowed food because I'm resting. I'm not training. I'm like, it's complete opposite. Need to give yourself nourishment. It's just, yeah. Even for the brain, like my brain thrives on food now because when I was competing and I was such low body fat, my brain didn't even work. I couldn't hold a conversation. I would not be able to do any podcasts. (laughs) You know what? That's so true. When you're like hungry all the time, like I'm not, I'm not sharp. Yeah. If, I, if I, even if I'm just like busy one day and I don't even like put the time aside to eat, which doesn't happen often because it's always a, it's, yeah. I love like, I'm such a cook and I love to always, you know, anyway, but if like on those random days, like I, it, it's so, you can just tell from like an intuitive point of view that it is not right. And, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, um, being healthy and nourishing your body, like you want to live a long life. Like, it's not just about looking a certain way. It's about like, if you, if you give yourself the nourishment you need and you don't eat to the point of being physically, like physically not feeling good. Cause that's, I think emotional eating if you binge and eat so much. Cause I, and I also don't think that's right. Just like under eating is not right. Like just nourishing your body and seeing food as fuel and enjoying it and, and like limiting or not, or not limiting the things that you eat and just loving that relationship that you have with food, you know, at the end of the day, if you do that, your body will find its perfect balance. And, you know, it's likely that you won't be super overweight if you live that kind of life because your body doesn't want to do that. Right. So like, yeah, I, I really just think you're so right on everything you just touched there. Like, you know, just the intuitive thing is massive, like, you know, honoring your body, eating whatever you feel like you need and just like building that mind body connection there is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Really. It's crazy. And it is crazy how your brain actually thrives and actually works when you give it mm-hmm. food. You can just open it up and, and you find words that actually suit the sentence because I would make up words. I would literally be, I wouldn't be able to talk properly. It was just, and then, and then I wouldn't even realize that that was down to food. I would just be like, oh, it's okay. It's just because, you know, I'm competing. That's normal. But no, that's not normal. Like that shouldn't be taught we're like we shouldn't be glorifying competing we shouldn't be glorifying bodybuilding and in in England it's quite big um as a bikini competitor it's seen Mm -hmm. as glamorous but it's not it's it's so not it's so damaging the amount of women that come out of it with eating disorders and an Mm -hmm. unhealthy relationship with themselves and let alone food and exercise and it can be so damaging and I think if anyone does want to compete out there that they know and they understand and they have a good coach you know that will help them through it because even on a fat loss journey and a lot of people I want to get abs and I mean that's amazing if you want to do that and you want to see yourself in the best shape ever but just know that 
your body might not get to that point before it kind of tells you, I'm shutting down. My brain is shutting down. My body doesn't want to be like that. Because as women, we don't need to be that shredded. We don't have to look that certain way. Like just because it's fitness industry, people think they have to look amazing. They have to be perfect all the time. And I think actually the fitness industry has been kind of damaging people in the last however 10 20 years damaging that body image of females on the front cover of fitness magazines with, with absolutely shredded bodies not a you know not a floor in place because of photoshop <laughs> and understanding that actually no that's not attainable that's not we can't sustain that at all mm-hmm. Um, we could get there, but we're going to feel like crap and we're going to pretty much hate our bodies. So why would you want to get there? It's time to understand that we want to get to a place which is natural, happy, and kind of our set point as well. And understanding that that's my place because I honor it. I I listen to my body. I train when I want to train and I eat what I want to eat. And I do that in moderation and understanding that my body is happy right now um, and then you can appreciate it. You appreciate it so much more and for what it does as well and not what it looks like. Love that so much. <laughs> oh, this has been such an amazing episode, like just so inspiring and refreshing to hear. And I know that every single person listening right now just feels differently because I do, you know, like that just this kind of conversation is so needed and you know, helping support each other and, you know, feeling good now while also maybe wanting to improve or whatever it is, like is very healthy and good just to be in the now more. So I have one more question for you before we sign off. Um, If you had one thing to tell your 16 year old self or 20 year old self, (laughs) what would it be? Don't focus or obsess about your looks. Like, don't obsess. I, I was obsessed with my looks and being tried to being perfect and obsessed with my body, trying to be perfect all the time, trying to fit into the same pair of jeans all the time. <laughs> and then I realized that actually I'm 10 times happier, you know, bigger. Like I'm 10 times happier with a bit more weight on and I'm 10 times happier when I don't focus on what I look like. When I don't focus on what I look like, everything comes into place anyway. Um, so yeah, if I could tell myself, don't be so like don't aim for perfection because you don't need it we don't need it doesn't exist it doesn't (laughs) exist either yeah (laughs) perfection is not real um and that we can be our own type of perfect because when we're happy we're perfect right and and we we should aim for happiness over a certain look and a certain aesthetic so yeah happiness absolutely (laughs) oh i love it okay so where can everyone find you if they want to connect i'm guessing your instagram is where you hang out the most yeah instagram is my main platform it's at Haley madigan fitness um i'm starting well i've got a youtube but i'm starting to upload it's um you know what it's like when you've got loads of different platforms you're like okay i need to I need to create this oh, content, yeah. but Instagram is my main one at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I've recently had to cut YouTube because I'm like my app, my Instagram, my podcast, my Instagram. Like I, <laughs> I had to give it the, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, I've created this, this and this. I'm like, ah, but yeah, Instagram first. And then <laughs> Yay! Yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. 